Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You have reached episode number 319, entitled Thinking the Unthinkable, Episode 4. Do we even need WordPress? It was published on Thursday the 23rd of March, 2023. Just a couple of bits of housekeeping before we begin. If you're into what WP Builds are doing, we would seriously appreciate some sharing. You can probably just go to wpbuilds.com, copy and paste that URL, share it on whatever social platform you're using. We also really appreciate any reviews that you leave on podcast player apps. So, for example, on the Apple podcast player. If you want to go in there and give us a review, that would be really, really helpful to us. We appreciate that very much. If you'd like to keep in touch with what we're doing, head to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and explore over there. And lastly, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals is our deals page. It's like Black Friday, but every single day of the year, go there and search and filter for your favorite WordPress deals. You never know, you might end up finding some money off. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by heading to go.me forward slash WPBuilds that's go.me forward slash WP builds and truly, sincerely, we thank GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, what have we got for you today? Well, another controversial episode in our Thinking the Unthinkable series. Do we even need WordPress? Well, it's interesting territory for a WordPress-based podcast, isn't it? But it really has got some meat on the bones here. Do we need it? Are we reliant on a CMS that in many cases is just too much for our needs? If you've got a simple brochure site, David's experienced recently, the idea of flattening, learning HTML and CSS over again, getting into JavaScript, getting back to the W3C standards. And in this way, he's discovered a whole new lease of life. Perhaps you do need WordPress. I certainly think that's the side I fall on the argument. But have a listen. Give us some comments if you've got any thoughts on it. We'd really appreciate it. Perhaps there's something in here which would make you think, maybe WordPress isn't something I need to use every single time. I hope that you enjoy it. Welcome to the fourth episode of our Thinking the Unthinkable series, where we attempt to understand controversial opinions on WordPress and web design. Today's topic is, do we even need WordPress? Nathan, you added this title, so please explain yourself. Well, it's not going to be quite as funny saying it for the second time, because just so that you know, we tried to record this episode and it all went wrong. But my hysterical joke at this point was, 
uh, yes, you need WordPress. That's the end of the episode. But it kind of falls a bit flat now that I'm, <laughs> now that I'm using the same joke. Uh, but yes, of course you need WordPress because it's WordPress. It's what I've used forever. I absolutely love it. I love all sorts of things about it. But just to give some context, the reason that I came up with this title was because of your heretical shall we call it, your heretical <laughs> stance that WordPress is less important to you now than it was. Uh, you can explain yourself and, you know, bow and scrape and prostrate yourself during the course of this episode. But uh, yeah, you've definitely had a change in the way that you use WordPress and WordPress itself has become uh, almost like of secondary importance. And again, you can, I'm sure you'll explain that as this episode goes along. But for me, it really is a complete no-brainer. I think it just saves me so much time. Um, but we'll get into the details of that. But your, what do you think? Is it a yes? Yeah. Unqualified yes or a bit of a maybe? Well, for me, it's it's handy, I think, now, rather than um, needed so I, I have shifted quite a lot. So 16 years of doing nothing but making sites with WordPress, I thought it's kind of towards the end of last year, I needed to um, not have this dependency and have other options. And actually a little bit because of the fact that once you end up in WordPress, you're in that community, you, I learned so much about the plugins and other things that are going on in that and get slightly uh, away from other things that are happening, you know, other specifications that's coming out of the W3C. So I thought it was time to kind of move on with that. And then there's also some business things as well, you know, just trying to dis differentiate myself from, you know, a growing number of people who are just jumping on WordPress. So, yeah, so it's been interesting. It's been, uh, uh, so now I've got a slightly different perspective. So you definitely, so for anyone who doesn't want to listen to all of this, because there's enough people who do need WordPress for two middle-aged men to chat about it for about yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's <laughs> 45 right. minutes. Yeah. But, I, uh, I would yeah. just say, David, though, at this point, during the course of recording these podcast episodes, we've been going now since 2016. So we've got a fair yeah. few under our under our belt all all i'm saying david is you've had these revolutionary ideas before haven't you you have <laughs> had these changes in direction before i'm just all i'm going to say is if we did this episode again in a year hmm, i don't know <laughs> yeah well you know that that's the interesting thing i mean i'm i'm in some ways i don't think i've known wordpress as well as i have at present but trying to uh, move away a little bit from dependency on it has actually got me using perhaps some of the more core features of a WordPress. But we'll get into that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Can, uh, can I just outline my 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 mm. decision making around WordPress? So essentially, the reason I think it's a no brainer is because, firstly, it's a CMS. You know, really, I guess if you're if you're into building websites, substitute WordPress for whatever weapon of choice that you're going to use. You know, it may be Joomla or Drupal or whatever. They all do mm. that job. And that's what got me into CMSs at the beginning. It was just I was I was learning to use PHP. And so I was learning to, if you like, build my own CMS, even though I didn't really realize that's what I was doing. It was creating login forms and it was creating things like user permissions and mm. I just thought to myself, okay, there's quite a lot of scope for me to go wrong here. Things typically did go wrong. You know, I'd try writing the, the PHP for such and such a thing, and usually it would go wrong, and I'd have to figure out what was going on. And then onto my horizon came came these new things, these CMSs, which really didn't exist before, so Drupal and all of those things. 
And I just thought, this is great. All of the things that are really dull to do, yeah. I, I've got them already out of the box. I don't need to do that. And I can I can now concentrate on the thing which is of real interest to me, which was putting pixels on a page and having an ability for users to log in and create their own website. So that that really is the core of it for me. And WordPress is the one that I've chosen and stuck mm. with. And I think at the minute that's that's really an argument of numbers. It's got the it's got the biggest crowd. It's got the you know the most plugins. So the functionality that I can drop in without having to be an expert is mm. is enormous. You know, sixty thousand plus plugins and countless themes, and there's lots of change all the time. So it keeps me interested in that way. So yes, for me, it's a complete no brainer. Yeah, and and it kind of makes sense because you're not doing the client work in the way that you would have done before, and um, you know it so well that I can never see any issues. So I guess what's happened with me is it's trying to find my feet in in the business. So when I first did it, I mean, the most exciting thing about WordPress is it allowed me into the world of the dynamic web. You know, it allowed me to do things like memberships and and e-commerce and stuff like that which was just impossible before there was nothing out there really other than that and that's kind of been the link in for me as i've gone on and really it's because of the client focus a lot of clients have very static sites and i've found myself reaching this point where some plugins are starting to fail they haven't had updates for seven to eight years and then there's a you know it's really coming to the fore that they they need quite a significant change on their website and actually what's mostly been outputted is a static site so the cms side all of the great things that it brought um that excited me and brought me in in the first place are often not needed for many of my client jobs so that's largely where i started looking at it going well this is this is too much code for what they need so is it a function then Actually, before before we get into that, just explain for anybody that doesn't know, just explain what your new direction is, your new sort of modus operandi, the, the nature of the types of sites that you're going to be uh, building and the kind of clients that you're going to be looking for. Yeah, so most of them have been static and then some of them may have some blog element to it. Um, and that's fine, but nothing as complex as e-commerce or memberships or learning management systems or anything like that. So... I'm away from that. Um, so I, now I realize that really the only sort of dynamic part I need of a CMS is um, something that will maybe create, you know, multiple blog type posts or post types, if you like, for maybe products that aren't to be sold on the website. And um, so, yeah, I d that, because of that and because of the maintenance of having a CMS, on top of it, realizing that most people who I gave access to the CMS, which is what most clients wanted at a certain point, are not using it. Or if <laughs> if they do use it, they can create some problems where it might have been better for me to have just done it for them. It suddenly made me think, actually, I don't need WordPress so much. It was convenient for me. It's not necessarily convenient for a lot of the clients I'm dealing with. So yeah, it led me down the whole different uh, approach of, well, how can I make static sites again? Because I haven't done that since, what, 2006. So um, Okay, so, that, so it's a product of the kind of websites that you now want to build, which which is at the exclusion of lots of different things. So yes. in, in many ways, we've got a lot of commonality there because I, I gave up on building e-commerce sites a long time ago just because mm. I was busy enough 
and they were the ones that caused me the most anxiety. I'm, I'm sure we can mm. all identify with that. There's there's more things to go wrong, and there's less less things to um, you know. It's I, I, just difficult. It's just more difficult. So I, I decided to quit that. And it sounds like you're the same. You know, you don't want to be involved in the the LMS, the membership sites, the e-commerce sites. You just want a you want to be building brochure sites basically. And because of that, you're not constrained by needing the site to be interacting with a server you, so long as the site's been built and the html is in existence and the css and javascript are somewhere that's mm. fine with you yeah exactly but there was also the element of well if i'm going to look after a client long term what they need today might not be what they need in the future how would you then bring in let's say they did decide at some point around that site they needed membership or learning management or e-commerce how would i do that and that's been the difficult thing this is where they uh, do i need wordpress i thought uh, if i need to do that i probably do but i think i think these days and this is where we've got more options than this there are better apis that if you're skilled enough or you know somebody skilled enough to be able to add that in you can add it into your basic static site so that was my rationale thinking that okay if the client now doesn't need anything more than a, a basic static site i can build those a lot more simply and and also polish up my skills which i've got out of touch with but I need a route in so someone could add in an API if I if I don't put them on WordPress. So that's been my kind of journey with it. But in the, <laughs> one of the odd things is it it taught me about all of the new Jamstack static site generators out there, and there are a whole bunch of them, you know. And they some are growing, become ever more popular, and some are already starting to decline. So it's led me in an odd situation to think I'm turning WordPress into my own static site generator. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, WordPress is still a part of the jigsaw. It's just a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm working on a site at the moment. Um, as far as the client's concerned, it's not a WordPress site. There'll, there'll be no indication that WordPress is involved in, in any way because it's, that, you know, if you look at the code, it's I'm skipping out the menu, I'm skipping out the media library, so everything that's getting outputted. But actually, all my sort of pages and posts are all being created with it. The the code that I'm putting in is going into a WordPress header and the WordPress footer, <laughs> and, and the uh, SEO that I'm putting in, I'm going to be putting in through an SEO plugin. So I'm still using it locally and. Uh, you know, turning it into a static site and then putting it up to uh, a CDN for quick speeds. Right. And how? What are you doing for menus then? If you're pulling out the the menu system from WordPress, how's that getting onto the site? Or is there simply no menu? I don't know. No. So well, I mean, I'm again, we're still relying on um, I am to make this work. Um, some WordPress plugins. So WP Code Box has particularly helped me at the moment because if I want to do sort of hand coding, if I want to hand code the, the menu section and put it permanently in the header, I, I can do that within a plugin like that, which allows me to write um, HTML and CSS as I would do if I was using VS Code, turn it into a short code, stick it into the header of the theme that I'm using. And then I'll just, you know, change the menu items manually as I need them, but it's going to be represented across the, the whole of the site. Whereas if you needed to do this with one of the static uh, site generators, they've got the ability to be able to do that kind of stuff. You, you know, create your own sort of templated areas. 
Um, but I know WordPress and it's so easy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a really interesting, you know, experiment for me at the moment, you know, just doing this first client site where, and you know, the WordPress theme, I've learned how to create that, which I, you know, I, I tried doing that years back, 2007, when I first got into WordPress, I did it, I've, I've moved on further. So it's a, it's a very odd situation because in some ways I'm so detached from the WordPress in it, but I've learned more about WordPress. Did the whole Gutenberg thing, because a lot of people, I think, really started to look at WordPress with a different, yeah, through a different set of spectacles when that happened. You know, I, there were a lot of people that were really cross about that. There were a lot of people that thought it was mismanaged. They didn't want their, uh, you know, their CMS being upended in the way that it was and changed so radically. Do, do you sort of see that as a moment in time where, that painful distraction, if you like, got in the way and made you start to rethink? Because I know you you didn't and still don't use it really, do you? No, I don't. Um, It's kind of easy to blame it all on Gutenberg. It certainly did prompt me to start looking, but in some ways there was already the question about whether WordPress was right for all clients. And uh, I think it's not, you know, as I say, there's some people who are shocked now that seven years on that they're going to have to invest on something because plugins have died. And I think plugins have become much more commercial. You know, there's been a lot of acquisitions, uh, lots of changes going on with big uh, plugins that you rely on. And that's something that when the client jumps on board with WordPress, they have to know that they do lose that control over their website. Whereas if you hand them over a HTML and CSS website literally anyone could take that and they could take it off and add in apis as they wanted they could just manage it locally they could do the same as what i'm doing using wordpress locally and flattening the sites so. it's interesting because that exact argument is the one that's the, the opposite isn't it you know people use the argument oh it's an open source cms any developer yeah. can come on and you know take take it if if a plugin shuts down you can get another plugin or fork the code and do it yourself so it kind of it works in two directions that doesn't it but i i can see if you've got basic requirements then it it makes sense but you're still you are still using wordpress you haven't completely decoupled yourself and presumably is that is that because you're not quite at the point yet where you can yet where you can do all of these things yourself and wordpress still bridges that gap um, no, it's just because actually at the moment, it seems like the most stable mm. static site generator for me. Interesting. Because, yeah, it's it's because there is this Jamstack movement where there are a lot. Astro was one that I was particularly interested in, which would allow you working in something like VS Code to put in a section and add in a CMS as well, of course, if you wanted to with it. And... You know, so I'm kind of combining it, but ultimately I've decided that, well, for what I need, I just need some place to organize my code. So if I want, you know, I don't feel comfortable writing a whole page out if there's lots of different units like sliders or galleries and stuff like that. It's a lot of code on one page. WordPress allows me with its short codes and uh, to be able to sort of section that off with something like WP code box into different files and organize it around WordPress. I haven't found an alternative to that. Okay. That I trust that's been around for a long time. And the stuff that I'm now using in WordPress is the stuff that from how I understand it, from what Matt Mullenweg's 
uh, kind of answers have been when people have said, well, does the whole of WordPress need to go to React? You know, the old PHP structure that's underpinning it. And he's never thought that was that's needed. So I, I think all the stuff I'm using in WordPress is more stable than anything else at the moment. So yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. The The whole Gutenberg thing, as you know, I've loved mm. it from the get-go because mm. it fitted me perfectly. In fact, in many ways, it came about at exactly the right time. It, there was this moment where I was getting more into podcasting and less into building client sites. You know, I'm still doing tons mm. with WordPress. I'm addicted to it. But it, it didn't really matter quite as much to me that there was this new editor because there were less and less clients to care about that. So... I've been following along very closely. I really like it, but I do realize that it was a massive distraction. And if you had a, you know, if you had an agency with a roster of hundreds of clients and you suddenly got this ticking time bomb of the old way of editing is going to be dying at some point very soon, I can imagine how how galling that was. And, and I know for a fact that a lot of people jumped ship and moved away. And so, you know, the the, the thing that we're asking here is, do we even need WordPress a lot of for a lot of people that moment in time they went from a yes to a complete no and just removed themselves from it i think yeah and and where were where gutterbook really comes into it for me is this because previous to that i'd followed if you like what clients were asking for which was uh, an easier way to edit their sites than what I was using before with Genesis. So they wanted more control. So we moved into page builders. Now, then you end up with a problem. It's like, well, Gutenberg effectively is much more like a page builder. And if you're going to train to do that, you're going to have to jump on board with it. But the problem with with Gutenberg, you know, you, then you make your clients the guinea pigs for the changes in Gutenberg. Right. And that's not what they right. wanted when they wanted a page builder. They wouldn't be able to cope with the changes that have come with Gutenberg. So it, in some ways, it was one of these like defining moments where I only jumped on the page builders to make it easy for clients. Gutenberg won't make it easier for people unless they're really into that, you know, because mm. it's going to change on them and they're going to have no control over it. So... Yeah, yeah. So that's that was the de defining moment. And that's really when the big question comes, well, how many of my clients so far have actually needed a CMS? And the reality is, well, not many, because when you've tried to safeguard against all the things they can do wrong, let's say they're adding a post in, you know, they, they need to know to upload an image that's not too heavy to slow it down. Okay, you can guard against it. They need to know to put the right kind of SEO in. They need to know how to mark up headers and sections so it's quite readable. They need to know that that image is going to work on all devices. And that's an awful lot for them to know in addition to having the technical side of any changes that might happen to the CMS. So mostly I came to the conclusion, well, it's just quicker for you to give me a Google Doc with your words on it and maybe some images and I'll I'll stick it up for you. Yeah, I can I can completely see it. It does does make an, an awful lot of sense. And you're completely right. Uh well that's my experience anyway about the the clients that say that they need a a blog or different custom post types or whatever and then never make use of it. That yeah. was my experience and I don't know what the listeners will be thinking of this. Maybe we're just really peculiar in that respect, but I would always offer the option for the blog and they would always bite my hand off. You know, that was a crucial part. That, yes, we're going to have this really, really effective SEO strategy. We're going to write loads of blog posts and almost 100% of the time 
that turned out to be mere fantasy. You know, as soon as the project was finished and I'd been paid and we'd handed the site over, maybe one or two got written in that sort of flurry of interest about the website. Oh, look, we've got a new website. We're telling everybody about it, so shouldn't we put some new content up there? Go back in a year's time. It hasn't been touched for, you know, nine, 10, 11 months. So the CMS portion really wasn't needed and it could have been a flat site. Yeah. And I think, you know, the interesting thing about Gutenberg change is I think it, it people have either gone with it saying, okay, WordPress is what I'm doing. So I'm going to go with it because that's going to be the future and I'm going to learn it. And, and I think most people who've been able to do that are in a situation where it's not going to impact on clients. For me, it was more difficult because for the example, if I did want to make sure that it was client proof Gutenberg, I'd be waiting, you know, what are we now four years on from it to the start of being able to restrict them from doing what the, the heck they wanted with it, where before you could use something like ACF and restrict what images they put up and where. You know, so so there was a there's a time gap, and you, in that time gap, I've been thinking, well, let me just kind of um, have you know two strings to my bow. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You have almost, in a sense, gone full circle, haven't you? In that, if you go back before use of WordPress, so 2006 or something like that, yeah, you were you were doing like me. You know, you were writing PHP files and using HTML and CSS and creating individual pages and working in your IDE and all of that. Yeah. And then yeah. the CMS comes along and you sort of think, well, forget that. That's a that's a waste of time and and so your if you like your skill level of those things probably dropped off a little bit and now you've yeah. come back to the point where you want to get back into that again and you want to strip out a lot of the the WordPressy stuff that you no longer need. And I think one of the refreshing things for you must be that new curiosity about things yeah. and you know we can be curious about the next page builder we can be curious about what the next plugin does but for you it seems like you're just getting really curious about what the internet can do and what the w w3c is saying and all of those kind of things getting back to basics really yeah i mean one of the nice things um you know i wasn't expecting is with getting back to hand coding so you know just recently i'm putting the site together. So I'm thinking about almost everything afresh. So something like a logo, how I might mark that up. So I'm putting in my own schema rather than, you know, looking at what my SEO plugin and does my SEO plugin match this site or whatever. And a lot of the, the, the stuff there was a, a kind of another level. You're looking at the tools that you're going to use in WordPress where I'm going more directly. And it's, it's making me think a lot more about the sites that I build. Mm. Um, I mean, <clears throat> the one thing about it is that it's much slower. <laughs> right, um, right. You know, the, a lot of the joy about, you know, WordPress, particularly with page builders, was this, you know, visual editor and being able to chuck things in very quickly, you know, and dump stuff in the media library. Suddenly it's become quite a pain to do that. But the other side of it is, is that you really get to, you know, think about the code and question everything to get the better end product, I think, sometimes out of that. So, Yeah, I'm going to change the, the, the conversation quite dramatically, actually, because this has got nothing to do with the code, but I think it's an important piece. And it's actually, it's dawned on me when we were thinking about this subject that this piece is probably more important than anything else. And that's the, that's the community. We always mm. talk about the WordPress community and nobody really knows what it is and everybody's got their own opinions on it. But for me, it's been a real out and out win 
you know, I, I absolutely loved it. I came to WordPress, had no idea that it was anything other than software, never heard of a WordCamp. Um, I know that I know there were things like DrupalCon and all that, but that really wasn't for me. Um, mm. All these little local meetups and made real friends that I've met in the real world and really respect and really like. Yeah, so for example, you, you know, we ended up chatting yeah. um, because of our combined efforts in Beaver Builder, and and now we're here, here, you know, three hundred plus episodes into this podcast. And that whole community piece, the events, meeting people, being in Facebook groups and in Slack channels and chatting to people online and doing the podcast and all of that, that is a piece that I would, you're really going to have to prize that from my cold, dead hands. (laughs) That has become such a key part of who I am and what I want out of life that stepping away and saying I'm never using WordPress again that seems so difficult to take on that level alone. In, in a sense, it would be a bit like me falling out with my family and saying, I never want to see you guys again, you know? Yeah. 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 So saying, if you've got no mates, you need WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. That's that's what happened. No, it's true. It's true. I, I Obviously, you know, there's people in my local yeah. community and I love and respect and enjoy their company and all of that. But this has added a whole different layer to the cake you know it's just it's broadened my horizons i've i've met people from all over the world turns out a lot of them i'll probably never meet in in real life doesn't really matter i can enjoy their company because of the the wonders of zoom and all of that kind of thing and i've just really enjoyed it it's it's made me it's made me a better person it's given me different perspectives and whilst for many people that might be utter piffle and you might be listening to this thinking, I, I don't want to be any part of that. It's not such a big deal. For me, it really is. Mm. Oh, that's for us, I guess, as um, as people who work in, in the industry, that's the benefit. It's zero benefit for most clients, I would guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, and completely. I- that's very, that's a selfish that's a selfish yeah. motive of mine. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But then again, I guess in a way, it, it's it's no more selfish than you deciding I don't want to touch WordPress for, for this kind of client. I want to do it all myself. It's just a it's just a thing you want to do, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. maybe not because there is definitely benefits for your clients. So yeah, maybe that wasn't the best best parallel. But you get my point. Mm, I mean, I guess the main benefit for a client is if they can bear the fact that it'll take a little bit longer to build the site it has got us uh, you know a lack of dependency they can take it to anybody not just a wordpress specialist and they can i mean in theory it's never going to break so they don't need to update it and then their money can be spent on other things if you like for the updates rather than what we have to do in terms of providing care plans for wordpress so there's a lot of benefits to them but you know there's not the ease you know yeah I, uh that's that's really what i think brought most people to wordpress is it it allows you to download a plugin or a theme that can do things that you can't do does the community piece does that does that speak to you though do you have do you have that same desire to be in that community and and a sort of feeling that if you move away from it there'll be some sense of loss there or is it just it, it is the software and the community bit it's kind of fun but whatever i can move on and Yeah, I well, but you know, I think you know my entry into the community was particularly with one page builder, which, if you like, is you know at risk of 
from WordPress itself. So that's mainly where I got my sense of community. I do, I do sense it there, but also, you know, we're all big communities and it's huge, isn't it? We've got lots of different elements and particularly, you know, the community is very much, you know, WordPress is the center for commercial activity. So there's some bits of the community I don't like, but I do like the fact that there is, you know, that kind of central thing it's, I think being in WordPress has given me, like I say, friends, friendships with you and other people that I've met are, are, are quite good friendships now yeah. um, that wouldn't have been there without WordPress without a doubt yeah, yeah. The, the thing about that is it, it's a it it's you could argue it's it, it if you remove WordPress it doesn't remove your friendships does it but for me no. I think it's the prospect of being continually able to talk to those people about something that I like so obviously if I stopped using WordPress and tried to communicate with those people because that friendship is is often around wordpress we maybe run out of things to say if you know what i mean um i mean i know there's other communities out there you know there's php communities and laravel communities Mm. and react communities and all of that but i wrote in the show notes uh uh, i'm not i'm not convinced they'll it'll be made up of the same broad church of people yeah um I wrote here somewhat condescendingly, I'm expecting, I don't even know if I want to read this out. I, I suspect that it's going to be full of unwashed nerds who only can spot a joke if it's got the word Star Trek in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but, you know, there's something in that, but also maybe a reason as well for why you don't need WordPress or certain people don't need WordPress. I think what happens, and it's happening with me, is a little bit like that. I would say there are more developers who are moving towards the Jamstack thing. And I think there are more of your uh, regular public who want to make websites themselves coming into WordPress. So there's a switch in the nature of the community. When I was first in WordPress, um, it was a lot of serious developers who I looked up to, you know, who built some of those early plugins. And a lot of those have disappeared now, gone down other uh, developer routes. So I think there has been a shift yeah, you know, yeah, the, it definitely way. has changed, and like we said earlier, I think the, uh, I think the impetus in some cases is, is just sort of burnout. You know, they're not interested in the project anymore. And there's a few notable examples that we could point to who definitely removed themselves at the point of Gutenberg. But yeah, yeah, yeah I just thought that that was an interesting thing. So the the software is is of great interest to me. It's you you know for its utility. But I, I wrote in the show notes the glue that keeps the whole thing of interest to me is is the community i I do love that i really do yeah we could never get a um you don't need wordpress answer from you could we i mean the the last episode ever yeah that's right yeah (laughs) does does this podcast need wordpress well maybe if we okay so maybe if we get to episode 1000 um (laughs) yeah i will i will utter those words but until that point no 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 i'm here i'm here for the for the long haul, I, I I anticipate that a lot of the people that I know are going to have that as well. Maybe there's ups and downs. Maybe you don't like decisions that are made. Maybe you don't attend events. Maybe you do. Maybe you fall out with people. You know, I, I don't know. But in the end, I feel that a lot of the people that are, uh, I've met and a lot of the reasons that I've met them are going to continue and I'll I'll be enjoying the community for a long time to come. Yeah, I think it's a different, I, I think it's an ever-changing. I, as I say, I think it's shifted out. I think a lot of the developers will have gone the Jamstack route because they'll be interested in the new uh, JS stuff, which maybe keep them in WordPress as well, but they'll just be interested in new approaches and we'll move on and more people, you know, WordPress becomes ever more 
accessible to people. So it's going to pull in different people. So I think mainly I've got to a certain point where I thought I'd better just be a bit better at the essentials of my job and get a bit back to code. So yeah. it's, it's led me more to following where developers are going. Okay, right. Maybe we should wrap this episode up, but um, mm-hmm. here's the question, right? You've got three three choices. You've got yes, no, or yes. No, um, sorry. You've got three choices. Yes, no, or maybe. Do mm. we need WordPress? <laughs> uh, actually, I would have oh, to no, say no. no. You know, <laughs> You're not I'm going to have to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no, but it's very handy. Okay, I'm going to say yes, because it's great. <laughs> Um, okay, that's that one done. Where are we going next time? Uh, next time we're going to talk about clients. Get away from WordPress for a moment and talk about how website clients are impossible. It's completely, completely going to be brilliant. <laughs> I will see you in a couple of weeks. Okay, then. Bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Certainly an interesting subject for a WordPress-related podcast. Do we even need WordPress? Maybe it gave you some food for thought. Stability, maintenance, control, costs. Do I need this if it's just a simple brochure site? Could I get back to static site generation? All of these different things. If you've got any thoughts, head over to the wpbuilds.com website. Search for episode number 319 and leave us your comments there. We would really appreciate that. Alternatively, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook and search for the episode in our Facebook group. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP Builds. And we sincerely thank GoDaddy Pro for their ongoing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, we'll be back next week. We'll have a podcast episode on Thursday. It'll be an interview. We'll also have our This Week in WordPress show live 2pm UK time. I'm sure that if you show up, you'll enjoy dropping into the comments. You can even give us a weather report, which seems to be coming the, the way to correspond at the beginning of that show. It'll also be coming out as a podcast episode on Tuesday. Head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe to be updated. That's all I've got for you this week. I hope that you stay safe and have a nice week. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music. So, bye-bye for now. <laughs>